Hey there, green team. Hello. <laughs> Hi there. So I am so excited to, this morning because I've got Rabiu Danakabu with me, and he is in Spain at the moment, but he's from Ghana, and he's with an organization called Plant for the Planet. And I know that there are so many folks out there that are are thinking, you know, tree planting. This is something that I can do during COVID times that we can be outdoors and we can do something proactive and creative. And it's, it's really the whole idea of tree planting, I think has captured the imagination of people everywhere. And we've got a lot of folks, mentors and challengers that are interested in doing this as part of the 2020 International Climate Action Challenge. So I thought, well, let's talk to somebody who's been doing a lot of this to, to get us some good insights on really how to make the best use of your time and make a real impact as you do this. So before I get too far, hello, Rabio, and thanks so much for being here with us. Hello, Joan. Um, I'm so grateful to be with you guys today. Yeah, so nice. So nice. I was telling Rabiu before we started that I've been to Ghana five times. And so just hearing your voice is like, oh, I, it's a, a little touch of Reminds you of Ghana. <laughs> yes, exactly. So thank you for that, too. Um, all right. So, so Rabiu, before we get into about Plant for the Planet, how did you get into this, this whole area? What, what brought you into the tree planting arena? Okay, um, so with Plant for the Planet, for me, it all started in 2012, though the interest for um, protecting the environment didn't actually start in 2012. It started earlier, where I realized we, in the northern part of Ghana, we are being challenged with environmental issues from flood to drought to other um, bushfires you can mention. So um, as a young person growing from this area, I feel um, what can I do as a person or as an individual to help um, this situation? So that is why the passion and the interest in environmental protection came in. And with Plant for the Planet, like I said, it all started in 2012, where um, they advertised basically their um, global youth board um, positions where I felt, okay, I would have to um, join like-minded young people to be able to share ideas and also learn from them to be able to impact my society and community. So I contested for the global board um, position member to represent um, the sub-Saharan Africa. And basically we have this board, which has been like, um, which goes for elections every year for people around the world in terms of the um, regions we have to represent um, your people on this board to basically share ideas and um, bring on board plans that we can um, best use to protect our environment and fight climate crisis as well. So like I said, I contested as a board member for um, the Sub-Saharan Africa and randomly people vote and then fortunately I won as the board member for the Sub-Saharan Africa 
and I had the opportunity to contest again for the board president of that particular year, which fortunately I won as the board president. And that is how I started with Plan for the Planet. And Plan for the Planet as- Wait, before, uh, we, before we go into that, I just wanna say like, everybody who's listening, did you just hear that? What, what Rabiu just said is that he had this passion like we need to take care of the environment i need to do something and and when there was an opening just you stepping up and saying maybe i could do this like let me try and and then the next level like let me yeah we might as well go for board president but this this thing of waiting for other people to lead this is not working, but but doing exactly what Ravi is doing is like, you know what? I'm really passionate about this and uh, and why don't I try? So anyhow, I just wanted to stop you right there because that's like that's a really beautiful story of going from, hmm, what should I do to now being in a position to to really have influence. So that's such a that's such a cool thing. Okay. Okay, so yeah, tell us a little bit about Plant for the Planet. I first heard about this from Dan Diaz with Seed for Calm in the Philippines, who was saying that that uh, he's been working with you guys. So yeah, so would love to to hear the story of Plant for the Planet because it's a pretty cool, pretty cool story. Yeah, Plant for the Planet honestly has an amazing story from how it all started and where we are getting to and what we are doing in terms of um, climate crisis, um, fighting for climate crisis. So just to keep it brief and short, um, it all started by a young man, now a man basically, by a young boy at that time called Felix Fabiner, Finkbeiner, sorry, who had a presentation given to him by his class teacher to prepare on, on climate crisis basically so um, in preparing for this presentation he came across the story of Wangara Matai the Nobel Peace Prize laureate from Kenya who basically planted um, 30 million trees in 30 years he was so much like um, moved with what she could do so through there the presentation he presented to his class and at the end of the presentation, guess what he said? He said, let's plant 1 million trees in every country of this world. And now things are happening. And how old was he? How old was Felix when that, when he first had that kind of idea? Felix was nine years old. Nine years old. Yeah. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. And right. This is like now it's a global movement. Yeah. And what say again? What year was that? 2000? In two thousand and seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. So, so that was the beginning. Basically. So, yeah, nine years old. Susan is saying nine years old with a lot of exclamation points. Yeah, that is who started this. And you know, it's it's very similar to uh, to to the kind of like the Greta Thunbergs and all the different youth leaders that are out there that are saying, you guys are making this way too complicated. Let's just do it. And uh, right. 
So, so Ravi, why don't you tell us a little bit about what what Plant for the Planet is doing right now and what, what you are specifically doing? And then let's get in. After we do that, I know we've got a lot of folks who have questions um, that I've got for you about what they should be doing as they start. So, but yeah, let's talk about what what you're doing specifically. So, okay. So before I move on, I would want to share with you one of the favorite quotes from Felix that um, at the moment, um, like that is what keeps me moving, where he said, um, basically one mosquito cannot make a rhino change its way, but thousand mosquitoes can make a rhino change its ways <laughs> basically what he's trying to say is collectively we can fight this climate crisis so we need to unite as the people or citizens of this world to be able to make an impact in this climate crisis fight so um, with plan for the planet we are not only um, in reforestation projects but we also have what we call the academies and basically the academies uh, one-day workshops where um, children are trained as global justice ambassadors. Mm. At the end of um, the academy, they have been awarded certificates where um, we empower them, we give them the ideas. Not only giving them the ideas, some of them have the ideas. So they share the ideas with us. We give them basically how they can work on these ideas as children to make the world a better place. Because Felix said, we cannot trust the adults, so we have to take our lives, the future into our own hands to protect it as So young true, yeah. 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 So, um, except um, apart from the um, climate, um, the academies that we run, which at the, at the moment we have over 88,000 children trained as climate justice ambassadors. Whoa. 88,000? Yeah. Over, yeah, over 88,000. Oh my gosh. I think about 170 countries at the moment. So we have, a lot, it's, it's an international movement, honestly, with a lot of young people, children, young adults getting more enthusiastic to fight for climate crisis. So going forward, we felt at the moment, because we used to have some questions as, um, young people of Plant for the Planet, the fact that how many trees do we have in the world? And then how many trees can we plant additionally? And we've been asking this question for a very long time until mm. we were helped by the Crowther Lab, Tom Crowther, where we had some answers to this question, telling us at the moment we still have enough space to plant one trillion trees. So the youth of Plant for the Planet then launched the goal to plant one trillion trees. So wow. we have the one trillion tree campaign that is having um, everybody who is interested in tree planting to get on board. Even one tree makes an impact. One tree makes a difference. So basically, that is the movement to plant you one. Mean you could be one mosquito? Exactly. <laughs> and then at the end, we have a lot of mosquitoes. <laughs> right. 
Okay, so so you're saying so the research shows that we have space to plant one one trillion. Yeah, trillion. without tampering with developmental lands, agricultural lands. Wow. Yeah. And and so the the youth board of Plant for the Planet made the commitment to set the goal of planting a trillion trees. Mm -hmm. Wow. I love this. This is what this is what we're talking about with the whole the climate action challenge that's coming up. Register. We have our kickoff event on August 26th. And we're just saying if you have an idea, then let's just do it. We know the UN talks that were scheduled for this year got delayed a year. I understand they're busy. They're working on, you know, they're focusing on other things. I think people are still working on some of that, but you know, why don't we just do it? And that's what that's what you guys are saying. I also like to um, one thing is that they're called climate justice ambassadors. That's like just such a beautiful term. It's just like perfect that and and so so can you give an example of one of the projects that you're working on um, and how you see that justice aspect incorporated into it? Okay, so um, usually with the climate justice ambassadors, we feel that um, some countries of this world are being impacted by climate crisis. When at the end of the day, if you look at the setup of the country, they aren't industrialized, but they are being impacted by maybe the industrialized countries by pollution. So most of these countries in the global south and in Africa are not countries that um, produce so much in terms of um, industries, but they are the worst being affected, affected by climate crisis. So we feel there should be um, some sort of climate justice for people who have been impacted by this. So basically what um, we do also, it's um, this our change chocolate. We actually had it, um, a chocolate from Planet called the change chocolate, which it's carbon neutral. And producing these chocolates at the end of the day, it helps the cocoa growing um, areas to be able to take their children to schools. So in a way, the children who have um, school going age who are not being able to go to school, we buy in the seeds and be able to produce this cocoa, they get the chance to take their children to school. So that is the climate justice we're talking about. And also having um, trees planted in areas where they can grow and grow very well to make um, to serve as a carbon sink to reduce the impact of climate crisis. We at Plant for the Planet are not um, like saying that trees are the um, solution to climate crisis, no, but it only helps us to buy time because the carbon clock is taken. So the trees we have only helps us to buy time to fix the climate crisis. For example, if we have more um, trees in our communities or in, in the countries of the world, then it reduces the amount of carbon emissions in the atmosphere because these trees at the end would absorb more and more carbon, carbon dioxide or carbon emissions from the atmosphere. So we would have enough time to be able to take um, actions in terms of um, climate crisis. 
I see. So you're, yeah, you're, you're kind of, I think that some people are saying, well, tree planting isn't enough. And you're saying, we know it's not enough. Like this is, but, but what I think that, um, that something like this does is really the, the problem is not the technology or what to do. It's that people aren't empowered people are not acting with the power that they have. And so uh, one of the things I talk about is this engagement ladder thing. You can change your own decision, your own you know, behaviors. You can work at the community level and then you can change the policies. And I think when you start working at this community level, like you're talking about, those other ones can happen. Um, but but you first have to feel that you're making a difference and build those kinds of relationships yeah. and relationships with trees. So um, what? So tell us a little bit about some of these larger projects. What are what are some of the 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 issues that you've seen that you guys as Plant for the Planet have seen that that have caused problems in the past? that have changed the way that you're doing things now so that the trees that do get planted are actually making a difference? Okay, so um, with Plant for the Planet, having started the Trillion Tree campaign, so that um, already prompted us to, to know that trees can help us buy enough time to be able to um, take actions in terms of climate crisis. And we have realized that not just only planting these trees, because trees are like babies. When you give birth to a baby, you have to take care of this baby till the baby becomes an adult to manage their own affairs. So there are a lot of um, tree planting exercises around the world, but they are not being making they are not making the impact because at the end of the day, they plant these trees and then nobody cares for these trees. And at the end of the day, everything is lost the trees are dying and that's so sad when you said it's like a baby and then they're being abandoned and yeah so at the end we started the yucatan reforestation at the moment where we are reforesting some parts of um, the mexican peninsula called the yucatan so basically that's the name of the project yucatan um reforestation. So with this, we are reforesting a total um, area of 22,500 hectares at the moment. And so far, we've planted over 7 million trees. And Wait, how many? 7 million trees. Wow. And at the moment, I can tell you the survival rate of this project is very good, almost 95% survival rate. So meaning planting trees on the Yucatan um, um, area means that you have 95 or 94% chances of this tree surviving. So at the end of the day, not only having these trees planted, but it has a value um, along the value chain. We are able to create employment for the locals around this place. We call it the green jobs, where the people who have to plant these trees would be paid for their services and then at the end of the day they can earn a decent living out of it that's so amazing i know i i have 
I have been to the Yucatan, but I'm thinking about also in um, in Guatemala, which I think I'm, I don't think is quite the exact same area. But I was in a place where, in some parts, they were doing slash and burn, just yeah. you know, cutting things down and burning. And in a in a traditional town, their thing was wood carving. So they would take one tree a big tree and then carve on it for i mean that the whole town could carve it for a year mm. and it was one tree giving you know uh, resources and jobs for the whole town for a year and this you know just down the road they're just like cutting and, and wiping out the whole thing so this is so cool of of bringing away because yeah, it's not sustainable if it's not, if the people, you know, if we're not taking care of the people exactly. as well as the trees in this mm -hmm. whole process. Um, so do you, you guys also have an app where you, you have a way that you track this. You, so you're using, I like what you're doing. You're, you're using, you're going straight to the people in the community and working with them to make sure that it make, makes sense for them um and are they included in the decision making or how do you how do you work that out so um with with the project itself it's like um, based on people's donations that we are able to plant these trees on the yucatan um, um, site so like you said with the app it's the fact that we've been able to realize that um, a lot of people would want to plant trees, but they don't have a land to plant these trees. Some of them wouldn't have the time to plant these trees and others wouldn't want to get dead under their nails. So we say, don't worry, we have you covered with the Plant for the Planet app. And it's very user friendly. It has a lot of features, not only the donation um, features, other features where, um, I don't know, maybe I can um, talk about it in, in a full detail. So this app, basically um, anyone who wants to donate to um, a project or a reforestation project. So before then we realized that, okay, um, we want to plant trillion, trillion trees in the countries of the world, but with the project we have in Yucatan, we can achieve that goal. So we say, okay, we need 10,000 similar projects like the one in the Yucatan Peninsula before we can achieve this purpose. So we created this app where um, reforestation projects around the world can onboard this app and then they will be able to um, have people who feel, okay, I want to donate to a project in Mexico, I want to donate to a project in Indonesia, in Egypt, in Ethiopia, or Ghana, they get the chance to do that. And when you create your user um, account, you have the opportunity to see the leaderboard, which in terms of how many people, or what who are the leaders in terms of tree planting, in terms of um, countries, individuals, and companies you get to see this and then you get to see the bottom of the donations where we have a lot of projects where people um, owners of these projects are onboarded in fact very um, we don't just onboard any project we make sure um, it's 
certified and also it's um, it's credible in terms of um, what is what they're doing before they are onboarded at the end of the day. So anybody who donates, you get to see where your trees are planted through this app. And then also you get to know the project, the benefits of the project, and then the species that have been planted for you. Going and there's forward. there's also is there also like satellite imaging or some kind of GPS? Yes. So view we, of it? yes. So um, most of these projects are uploaded with the um, satellite um, images of the location of the uh, planting area. And then at the moment we are coming with um, the tree mapper, which basically would improve the transparency of these projects where. Um, you would be able to get um, to know how many trees are planted for you in terms of like the real trees that are planted in terms of, so we use the satellite images around those places to make sure people get to know how many trees are planted for them in terms of to be to confirm that these trees are actually planted for them okay so i mean what's cool about this is like um Michael Alcazar is somebody here in Denver, and he has the One Million Trees for Colorado. And um, in in my book, in the Climate Action Challenge book, I write about him because, and in the section of sell them what they want, but give them what they need. Like people are like, I want to plant a tree, but really, what you want is you want people to be in relationship with the trees. And so. This is kind of neat because even from a distance, somebody can contribute and then see what's going on. So they can still, even the donor can be in relationship with the trees yeah. for the so long time. With, with the Yucatan one, it's not only um, you having to see the satellite images, but we are only always welcome to visit your forest on the oh, Yucatan cool. to see the trees physically. Yeah, yeah, that's so neat. That's so cool. Okay, so Rabiu, let's get into the 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 questions that are on the minds of all these folks that are community level. We've got so many people in our group that have have similar to you said, you know what, I want to do something, and I think why don't we just start doing it right now, and so. My question is, what is the advice for somebody who, you know, we've got somebody like um, Darwin in, Zamb in Zambia, and he's like, all right, let's see, how can we plant 10,000 trees? And, you know, most of the people that are doing this, they're just starting from scratch, and they don't have a funder, they don't have, you know, they're really just starting from ground zero. Um, we are, through the Climate Action Challenge, we're helping them put together their action plan and Darwin he went through this retreat a couple months ago and so he already became the um, he's now their group is now Earth Guardian Zambia so they're part of a bigger group and they helped set up a GoFundMe page for them but you know for all the people that are thinking hey I could start something what what would be your advice of uh, you know we've got people in Togo Sierra Leone they're like I've got people interested, but how do I get the money to to just do that little, you know, how what should I do? Where should I start? Rabiu, tell us. 
Okay. So um, personally, the advice I will give to anybody with the passion or interest to make a change, it's um, get like-minded people. You don't necessarily have to start on a fresh page or you don't necessarily have to start everything by yourself. You can join existing movements, existing groups where you integrate, for example, maybe in your community, there is a group that is maybe working on um, child rights that's different from climate crisis or that's different from tree planting. You can join this existing group and then you'll be able to add your idea to their ideas. And then together as people, you'll be able to make um, the impact. Also, the other thing is that um, I don't think at the end of the day, people should be discouraged by the fact that I don't get funding, I don't get this, but I believe in small beginnings. When you start small, definitely you would grow and make an impact at the end of the day. If you come on board and you tell people, hey, um, in my community, for example, I tell them, hey, um, I want us to plant trees. What do you think? Somebody will say, okay, let's start our own nursery. Okay, so how do we get these seeds for these nurseries? Do we have to go to we do have to go and buy from existing um, nurseries? The answer could be yes. The answer could be no, depending on your capacity. If it is yes, then meaning you can start on a good note. But if it is no, to me, I would advise gathering seedlings or gathering seeds from the forest or a nearby. Um, um, where you can easily um, pick seeds and then nest them with, um, I think, with aspect advice, you'll be able to grow some seedlings at the end of the day. Where even if this um, planting in 100 in a month or 100 in a year, at the end of the day, going forward, you're making the impact. And that is what matters. Small, small, small impacts at the end of the day makes the bigger impact picture we are all looking at. That is basically what I can, the advice I can give. And also, um, we believe you can talk to other people in your community. People might have the interest to support, but maybe you've not reached out to them. If you want, you can create a campaign, and then at the end of the day, you can get people to support the campaign, celebrities in your area, or politicians that you can get to talk to them mm. and let them feel the necessity of um, what you want to do and then they can give their support even companies so um, we don't really have to look at only one place in terms of um, getting support for our projects so you can look at um, several um, um, places but also don't just disregard your small beginning that's very important that will keep the spirit going and then your energy replenished at the end of the day, you feel you are also doing something. Don't just get discouraged because I'm not getting donations, I'm not getting funding, I'm not getting this, but just find a way to start on a small beginning. Even if there's two, three trees, at the end of the day, you can make um, hundreds and thousands of um, trees at the end of the day, basically. Yeah, so you're you're saying so number one, find like minded people. Number two, any kind of small beginning is great. Start wherever you are, do whatever you can. And as far as it's 
it's it, it kind of reminds me of like the whole um colonial thinking the colonized thinking is like you know there's somebody that's gonna come in or i mean this was the promise right that somebody comes in has this grand plan they they know better they're gonna do it and it's like you know that doesn't usually work out um i remember being in ghana and hearing that something like five percent of the gold that was extracted, 5% of the money from that stayed in Ghana mm -hmm. and the rest went somewhere else, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like when you, so when, when we turn our power over to, oh, we need to find, uh, you know, an international organization that's going to fund everything that we're doing. I think I hadn't really thought about that till you and I are talking, but you know, I think in the same way, just what you said, nature is so abundant. It's so crazy. Mm -hmm. Like how many trees could you plant from one single tree? You know, like an, even an apple tree that probably produces a thousand or thousands of seeds every year, or you could cut a branch off or something like one. Stop. Yeah. One tree could, could produce so many trees and nature is really showing us that that there's an abundance of ways that we can be in relationship with nature, with trees, with each other. And that's, I think the other thing you're saying too is make those relationships in your community, reach out. Maybe you've never reached out to a politician or a celebrity. So maybe today is the day <laughs> that you, you reach out and say, Hey, we want to plant a bunch of trees. Do you want to help us? But Juan, before you conclude, what I want to like add is that if you want to plant 10 million trees, you still have to start by planting that single tree as the <laughs> beginning. So every bigger step, every bigger picture you see today, it started with a single, maybe a small picture, and now it's big. So I, I feel we shouldn't just be looking at the, yep, the focus should be on the bigger picture but we shouldn't be carried away by how we're going to start, no matter how small it is. But since the target is the bigger picture, we will surely get there. Right, right. So it's that power, it's that first step. And that's what I found too, is that uh, when I, any place where I started a team, then the magic started happening. Right. When you, when you have that structure and it's like, hey, we have a meeting coming up you know, just that, that whole process, you get the momentum. And until then you're just talking about it and you're just thinking about it, and <laughs> worrying about it. But once you, once you start that team and you start having ideas and reaching out to people, then things will happen. So that's so cool. Um, and so, so Rabiu, as far as being a, a tree planting partner on your app, what is the process if somebody is wants to work towards being a project on your app? What's what's the what are the steps? You said that you you only accept um, projects that are uh, credible and and uh, that have integrity. So, what is that that you're looking for? Okay, so um, the project should actually be in existence. Like, then it should be happening. It's not just um, 
something that you just tell us, hey, I have a project in Uganda and that is it. And then we say, okay, bring your project, let's put it on the app. Of course, there's due diligence that has to be made, verifications and everything has to be made before at the end of the day, we are sure that people can donate and then the impact will be made. So there's um, a team on that basically and i i think anybody who wants to um, get more information can um, email info at planfortheplanet.org and they will be willing to um, share more ideas more um the, the criteria basically so but i think the important thing of what you just said though was um that you start you you actually you kind of have to get your project going first before you can get onto the, the platform. So you need to have a credible organization. You need to already have been planting trees. You need to have some community partners or you know, some kind of um, support in your, your community. So you need to already know exactly where the trees are going to be planted then. Definitely, because at the end of the day, if you don't have a land, you can plant trees. So we, the, the project or the app would definitely, they would have to make sure that you have a land that already maybe you own it or you have a proper contract to use this land for reforestation purposes. And then at the end of the day, the investments won't be lost because if you don't have a proper documentation for the lands, the donations could just go waste at the end of the day. So all these things will be verified. And then at the end of the day, you can be onboarded. But also, um, we have a lot of projects that are running. I don't know, you mentioned Uganda. Also, we have a lot of projects, I think, from Uganda on the app. So if somebody who is interested in tree planting can definitely get in touch with these um, um, tree planting organizations, and they can form the partnership, or they can work together. Wow, great idea. At the end of the day, we are all interested in um, making the one trillion tree go. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. So can anybody download the app for free then? Is that how they would find the, or how do they? Or yes, the app is totally free. We, okay. we have um, the iOS version. You can download it on the iOS and then also the Android version. And we have the web version as well. It's free when you download the app and follow the registration procedures, at the end of the day, you would have access to all these um, projects that are running in different countries. Very beautiful projects. That's such a great idea right there. That was, that's a really good nugget. So if somebody is trying to start a project in their country, one of the first things they could do is download the Plant for the Planet app and see if there already is a um, system projects that yeah. they would want to work with. Right, right. That's a great idea. That's perfect because as you said in the beginning, you just need to get, find like-minded people. Exactly. You don't necessarily need to start your own thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if nobody else is doing it, then yeah, start it. Uh, but, but you don't necessarily have to 
to do that. All right. Well, gosh, it has been so great hanging out with you and hearing all about this. And um, I know we've been kind of chatting for a while on LinkedIn. And when you said that you were available, I was like doing the happy dance and uh, so excited. Great. Uh, I'm also happy to join you guys. And um, in fact, I have to say you're doing a great job and keep keep the fire burning. It's, it's in the right direction. We'll definitely um, get there. <laughs> okay, you see the note from Susan? Thank you for being such a wonderful steward for the planet. We need 30 billion more of you. <laughs> Maybe that's that. <laughs> there was also a message here from uh, Zico in Zambia who said hello. Um, so he's also, I think he's in Z Eastern Zambia, interested in doing some tree planting there. So yeah, your your ideas and your example of just taking, going from that point of, you know what, I want to be part of the solution. Let me try this thing to now all the, the cool things that you're doing and all the climate justice ambassadors. So if people want to find out about any of that, then they just go to the website. So real quick, Rabiu, if somebody wants to be a climate justice ambassador, how, what's that process? Okay, so um, with the Climate Justice Ambassadors, most of us actually went through the academy, mm. like the, the one-day workshop, basically, but it has um, age limits, basically what we organize. But of course, it doesn't just tell you that um, you can't, but anybody at all who is fighting for the climate is basically Climate Justice um, Ambassador. And we have the bigger network of ambassadors who are like doing things locally in their um, respective countries. So of course, reach out to Plan for the Planet and you'll be um, properly um, told how you can get involved to do local activities, organize academies in your area or participate or help moderate existing academies. Because like I said, we do have, um, I'm not too sure of the individuals running um, these academies in other places. But for example, in Ghana, I have a team that we are working with where we organize this program. So if you're in Ghana and you're probably listening and you want to um, organize academies, you can get in touch. And whenever we have academies, because it's volunteer, and at the end of the day, we need a lot of people to help us in terms of controlling the children and helping us organize the whole thing so you can't control the children right? <laughs> you can try though yeah so um you can check out with um the the headquarters of plan for the planet through the email and you can just reach out and let them know or you can check a lot of information on the website there is um www.plant with hyphen for with hyphen, they with hyphen, and then planet with hyphen, with planet, and then dot org. So is that the same for your email address? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I did that wrong earlier then. Okay. okay so it's info at, and then it's plant dash, gotcha, for the planet.org. Okay. Cool. So let me put that. I corrected link on there. That one, I think. Okay. 
Awesome. So at the end of the day, you would know where to get, how to get involved and what you can do because we have um, a lot of people making changes around the world and you can definitely be part of them. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And uh, this is a really great, great message to hear for everybody that is thinking, you know what, I could make a difference and, and starting with planting trees and building those relationships with trees, with nature, with each other, with your community is is really at the heart of how we make this massive transformation to to a world that sustains itself you know that that all works in harmony and we can get there if everybody just becomes one of those million mosquitoes then <laughs> we can do it all right thanks so much rabio have a great day and thanks for hanging out with us thank you and my final comment um everybody listening you can do a great job by downloading the app and contributing to the reforestation projects around the world. It's an amazing app and it's so wonderful. And you can even um, gift trees to people you love on their birthdays, or you can start competitions among yourselves to see who plants the most trees. So it's just an amazing app that you can um, have fun with as well. That's a good idea. That's a good way to have that relationship yourself donate a few dollars, see what the whole experience is like and um, see how it goes. Cool. All right. Yeah. So everybody definitely support Plant for the Planet and all the cool things that they are doing. And thanks again, Rabiu, and keep up the good work. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, John. And um, it was nice having me. <laughs> yeah. So nice to, to hang out with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And thanks everybody for joining us.